The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We are going to start though with the number of millionaires out there. The sheer scale of them has jumped by two and a half times in the last eight years. Apparently, according to the central bank, 12% of households in this country, more than one in 10, have a net wealth of one million euro or more. Kieran Nugent is an economist with the Nevin Economic Institute. Kieran, you're very welcome to the show. I mean, is this simply a story of soaring house prices or is there something more going on? Uh, no, it, it is mostly house prices. Um, the, the the analysis starts in 2013, so it was basically at the bottom of the uh, of house prices in, in, in the recession. And, um, you know, you, you're, you're to see, like, naturally with the business cycle and, and, and the rebound in the house prices that uh, wealth will go up. So these 12% are, you know, probably own one or more houses that you know, and, and minus their own debt on those those houses that are, that are worth over a million. So it's um, you know, it's quite an unequal distribution is what was coming out of this um report today as well. Yeah, but I mean, if if that unequal distribution is manifested in the value of a family home, it, it's hard to know how to redistribute the wealth, is it? Uh, well, I mean. Well, we're, that's a big, big question there. I know the Commission on Taxation on Welfare um, produced a report there a couple of months ago with um, a lot of uh, recommendations on, you know, taxing capital and taxing property, taxing inheritance tax, etc., which would kind of um, take the sting out of some of the the the, the um, processes that are drive that drive Irish house prices uh, in a way that aren't you know, don't go up and down in, in the same way as in other countries. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're if you're sitting on a house worth a million euro and you, you, you've um, paid off your mortgage, you know, the average price of a house at the moment now is somewhere in the 350 to 400,000 euro. So you're, you know, it's, you, you're, you're doing very well relatively uh, in comparison to, to most of the rest of the country. About um, half the gains went to the top five percent over the last eight or nine years, and um, the gap now between although there's been you know a percentage kind of um, narrowing of the gap, the the, the euro amount of this um, growth in wealth disproportionately went to the top the the top of the wealth distribution. So at the moment, the top five percent um, of Irish uh, Irish households by by net wealth. They have about, um, you know, over five times the entirety of the bottom half of of, of Irish society. Let me introduce Claire Bennett as well, who uh, is an economic and social analyst from Social Justice Ireland. Uh, Claire, it's good to talk to you again. I mean, there'll be some people who just hear that headline figure. Uh, about the, the the number of Irish millionaires, how much they're growing. It's on the back of soaring property prices and they'll say, well, increase property taxes for the higher end. That's how you redistribute. Well, we would be looking for, and again, it was something, as Kieran mentioned, that the Commission on Taxation and Welfare also recommended that there be a site value tax rather than an increase in property taxes. It's a much fairer way of doing things um, and it would dampen down land speculation because essentially what we're seeing is an increase in wealth primarily driven um, through property, through the, the types of speculation that we're seeing. So we're seeing it driven by, by property and by businesses. Um, so as Kieran said, 
the top 5% um, account for about 48%, almost half of this this increase in, in wealth, um, compared to the bottom 50% uh, who, t- who account for just 12%. So we need to look at how this is redistributed. And the best way uh, about doing that is, is to introduce things like wealth taxes. I wouldn't, as I said, uh, advocate in relation to the, the kind of local property charge, but really something a lot more equitable like the, the site value tax. Hey, just for, for people at home, could I, I mean, explain exactly why a site value tax is preferable. Because a site value tax is based on the land rather than what you productively do with it. So, for example, if I buy a plot of land and I build my home on it, I'm going to be paying the same amount of site value tax as someone who buys a similar uh, plot of land beside me and lets it go fallow. So there's an incentive for speculators to actually do something with the land to build homes for people. Um, And obviously then an increase in homes based at the right price point will then um, increase, I suppose, this, this redistribution. Because again, as we see, a lot of the wealth in the country is wrapped up in properties. So if more people have homes that they can afford, um, then that is going to contribute to that redistribution that we need. And just to say again, what's, what's quite interesting about all of this, as I said, you know, in terms of, of uh, property and other financial assets and business wealth, we're seeing real growth in the top 10%. But where the, that growth for the, the kind of bottom 50 has been because they've paid off their mortgages. So that's the impact in terms of, you know, the, the type of difference that home ownership can have for people and affordable homes can have. Kieran, uh, uh, you, you touched as well on the issue of, of inequality. And I'm going to ask you to try and make sense of this for me, because as somebody who is not an economist and has to look at this on the outside and has to rely, I suppose, on the expertise of others, you know, a quick Google can find me one person suggesting that kind of Ireland's income inequality is kind of the lowest ever on record and we're all moving in the right direction. Somebody else can argue the complete opposite. What's the reality? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to measure and there's different measurements that show different things and we have to take them all together to paint a picture and uh, be honest about the different measurements. Some people focus on one over others when there's literally dozens and dozens so obviously wealth inequality is 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 different to income inequality we focus on income inequality in our in our conversations in ireland a lot uh it, it actually we we focus on a very narrow um way of measuring that so in in terms of wealth inequality that's kind of arguably more important it's the real financial position in the household you can borrow off it what we found is you know I heard, I heard Barry Rountree and the SRI on Rory Hearn's podcast there recently talking about the top ten percent of households that they're more and more um you know buying second properties and they're using that obviously using their income to um you know it, to that capital is all going into housing into renting renting to people who don't have the financial wherewithal to buy their own house and it's kind of an extractive relationship and circular and makes things worse so although the central bank's um analysis today didn't have you know an international perspective and the time frame was a bit low Th- thomas piketty has a you know a, a data set there which goes back to 1995 for for Ireland and shows that the bottom 50% of Irish households, the share of of, of net wealth is actually is lower now than it was in, in yeah. 1995. And that in a in a uh, 
comparison with other high income European countries, we're at the bottom. We we are the yeah. most unequal uh, wealth distributor Can- according to this data. So we have very high levels of market income inequality. By some measures, we're outright outliers in a European context. We have high wage inequality. We then, when the you know taxation and 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 transfers come into it, we come we come in around uh, middle the the middle of the pack. But I think there's a lot of things wrong with the way we measure mm. it as well. We're not uh, picking up more and more adult children living at home. Okay. Can I, cause I, 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 I just I know I asked about income inequality, but you just I, I want to just ask about one thing you brought up there, which is about I suppose p- people with more disposable income using that to invest in rental properties. Is that not yeah. a good thing? We've had this kind of flight of landlords in the market. It strikes me no, that you're it, describing kind of an increase in the rental stock. No, no. You see, the, 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 because it's such an open goal in Ireland for your for your for a safe bet, it actually draws capital away from more productive areas of the economy which we should have you know we should have a, a more vibrant uh, SME sector in more high value areas but everything kind of goes into housing because it's it's easy it's safe at least for now it is and people believe it is so you know um the the, the rents out, outstrip the mortgages every time and especially if you're in a in a position um, so who but we, just we, who do we want investing in rental property if not wealthy individuals it's big investment funds is state. it yeah the state should be um investing in in housing like it, it did a generation two generations ago and that will you know bring down the cost of housing which is also part of this as well um, and rental property the, st- the state should be the build to rent operators should they well they should be building houses social housing and that brings down rents elsewhere and then um you know if you take this thing as as the commission of taxation recommended if you take, you know, if you, if you increase inheritance taxes, you you look at, uh, you know, land taxes, property taxes, capital gains taxes, etc. All this, you know, all this capital, it, it, it less of it flows into property and it's less prone to bubbles then. Mm. It's less prone to up and down, uh, the up and down nature of, of Irish and property prices. Can, so can, for, yeah. So yeah. I just want to go back to Colette uh, because... Uh, when it comes to that redistribution of wealth, then how often in Ireland do we fall into the trap of trying to distribute it um, too evenly and not in a targeted way? Because I know that this kind of internal memo from the Department of Finance, it must have been about 12 or 18 months ago now. I remember uh, Danny McConnell and the examiner uh, got his hands on it and it suggested that that's a perennial problem. In Ireland, and it's kind of a it's, it's a failure of politics more than not, anything else. Not at all. We don't try to distribute uh, redistribute wealth more evenly. What we do is we try to distribute short term income boosts, um, and we do it universally. So we saw it when it came to the energy grants, for example. It was one for everyone in the audience. Mm. Uh, same with the double payment on the child benefit. Rather than taking the seven months that the government had between the kind of first announcements in February this year and Budget 2023 in October um, to actually look at the data that is available to them and look at what revenue have, what welfare have and target the households that need it the most. Um, instead, you know, they, they did kind of a free-for-all. But that's not that's not wealth distribution. That's, that's short-term income distribution at a, a budget time with an eye on an election. And um, what we really need to be looking at is uh, a more concerted effort to how we actually distribute wealth and what that means. And I'd fully agree with Kieran in terms of what do you do 
in terms, you know, ab- about rentals, the state needs to be building and it needs to build considerably more than it is. I mean, the housing for all targets, which we're not meeting um, at 33,000 a year, are far below what's actually needed. We estimate about 44,500 a year. Mm. Um, you know, there are 133,000 households, so roughly 280,000 people, um, who are in need of affordable accommodation. At least 60,000 of those are in the private rented sector. So if we had more appropriate, affordable, social, public housing, yeah. um, then that would do you trust, them from and the I, this, this maybe have a, an impact on prices. Slightly separate issue. I mean, do you trust the state to be able to, and I, I know they did it in the past, but do you trust them now to be able to deliver housing in an affordable way? Like kind of quickly and efficiently. That's my. I have no ideological uh, view on on who should be delivering housing. I just think it should be delivered. And if it's the state, so be it. I suppose my fear that I would have is that you end up with this kind of bloated bureaucratic mess that delivers too few houses at way too high a cost. If we were able to do it a couple of generations ago, which we were, there's no reason other than choices and ideology why we're not doing it now. Um, we have given in to lobbyists in relation to the bill for rent in terms of smaller sizes, less ventilation, less amenities. What we really need to be doing is actually looking at what is necessary for people mm. to live. If we want a functioning private rental sector, which by all accounts we do, we need to stop looking at that as something that is a temporary or transient measure and look at it as people's homes and build accordingly. Colette Bennett, Economic and Social Analyst with Social Justice Ireland and Kieran Nugent as well, who's an economist with the Nevin Economic Institute. Renting out a second property is a burden around my neck, says the listener. The rent might be more than the mortgage, but it does not pay the crippling tax bill. Somebody else says, those of us who have paid for our houses have in fact paid plus interest. Our, our income had been taxed. The home itself has been taxed. This There is nothing left to redistribute. And Harry says, why redistribute? All of these texts are on a theme, as you can tell. People who work hard should be allowed to keep their wealth, not give it to people who never worked and the entitled generation. So says Harry anyway. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.